You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 23. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello there, and welcome to today's podcast. I have to tell you that it is a gorgeous day here in Cleveland. I'm looking out my window and I can see the U.S. flag just flapping here in the wind and it's gorgeous. I love the white snow, but I really love Cleveland summers and I'm very excited because summer is almost here. <laughs> so as I look out the window on this gorgeous day, I will tell you that this is going to be a fun episode because it is the first part of a two-part series that I wanted to do on time. Now, time is a huge subject that is always interwoven into all of the coaching that I do. And it's honestly interwoven in all goal achievement in life, really. And so the name of this podcast is Take Your Time, because that encapsulates what I want for you to do over these next two podcasts, to take your time, as in take your time back. And I've been thinking about this for a while now, and certainly a lot more recently, because I've been working with a larger corporate team, and we did a series on time optimization. And honestly, a lot of my private calls have really zoomed in on, it's just a zeroed in on time. I'm thinking that we are, I'm on Zoom with my clients, and they're sharing their screen and sharing their actual calendars with me. We're literally zeroing in on Zoom on time, figuring out how they can take their time back, how they can optimize their time. And often when, when people are showing their calendar and sharing their calendar with me via Zoom, we'll walk through organizing their time and they'll be like, hey, oh my goodness, I just feel so silly having to walk through these basics with you and that good old executive shoulding starts. Like I should know this, I should have figured this out already, I should prioritize better. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop right there. First of all, you do know how to do this. You're doing it right now. And we are taking the time, which is key, to actually do it. And I share that with you because that's what I want you to do, is to take the time to listen to these concepts, but then to also use them and think about how you can use them in your life. And when we are taking our time back, whether you are coaching with me directly, whether you're self-coaching or whether you're walking it through with someone else, it is extremely empowering. It can feel basic but it's really empowering. And it feels like to me that time and people feeling stressed out about it and not having enough of it and trying to figure out how to care for themselves in the midst of a lack of it and all of that, it feels like it is a little bit of a time epidemic, right? We, we have been talking about time and how to manage time for a long, long time. <laughs> Work-life balance has been a corporate topic since before the pandemic, since before the past couple of years. And Work-life balance was actually invented, if you will, all the way back in 1817. There is a Welsh manufacturer and a labor activist, his name is Robert Owen, who originally talked about work-life balance. And he coined that phrase, eight hours of labor, eight hours of recreation, eight hours of rest in 1817. So this idea <laughs> is not new. But with the pandemic and the economy and the great resignation and lack of resources and employees catching on to this new way of working from home, it feels like to me that leaders are really getting stretched thin, especially around this concept of time. So this is the perfect time to take 
time. So today I want to share what will probably be a different perspective for you on time. And when you are open to a new way of thinking about time, it can have an immediate impact on the way that you handle your time and what you actually do with it and how you plan it and how you use it. And when I teach self-leadership around the concept of managing and optimizing time, I usually teach it in two main areas. We talk about time mechanics, how you can organize your time and different tools and techniques and the best way to do that. And then we also talk about mind mechanics, which is really how you think about your time. And the focus for today and for this first part is on the mind mechanics piece and how you think about time and how you are currently thinking about and using your time. And self-awareness is a critical component to self-leadership and leadership in general. And often leaders have some very strong beliefs about time and they don't even know that they have them. So we are starting a new month coming up in the Healthy Leader Inner Circle. And every month we zero in on a topic that's relevant to highly scheduled executives and we take the learning to the next level. So this upcoming month, we are deliberately and consciously talking about how we manage our time, maximize time, level up using time on purpose, meeting audacious goals, and also simultaneously feeling really good while we're doing it. And I want you to know that I am going to be opening up the Inner Circle this summer too. So if you want to take this work to another level and be a part of that, shoot my team an email at hello at thewellness.coach and we'll be sure to get you in there and get you on the list. And I want to just little side note here, it's thewellness.coach, not thewellness.com. So one of the most important things that we're going to be talking about, and I would like for you to remember about time, is that it is relative. Now, even though the concept of time and how we measure it, second by second, minute by minute, into the hour, into the days, and the week, and so on, even though that is consistent, it's always consistent, our experience of time is relative. And you know this to be true already because you know that an hour on a Zoom call after lunch where you're being questioned about statistics and numbers and you really got to focus and concentrate feels really different than say when you spend an hour watching Netflix. <laughs> the time is steady, but your experience of it is relative. And you know, we say, hey, gosh, time really flew. That's what we're talking about. So time is dependent upon your thoughts and your feelings. And that is a simple concept, but it's really important to understand as you approach how you can use and, and optimize this concept of time to your advantage instead of feeling like you're a prisoner to it. And so when you realize that time is consistent and there's always enough of it, it, it is what it is, then we can let go of trying to control it, which we cannot do anyway, or let go of trying to control the outside world so that we can feel like we have more time. We can stop doing that and be like, all right, let's get out of business and control what we can control. And that is you and your mind and your mind mechanics. Another important time concept to bring in is that the only time that truly exists is the present moment. Now, this can either sound mind-blowing to you, it can sound ridiculous, or it could just sound very basic, like, yeah, I know that, of course. So if you have not already, I want to encourage you to go back and to listen to episode number 14. I called it, This Is Your Moment. And I talk about time and being in the present moment. And I also share a story about when 
my mind was blown when I really started to understand the concept of being in the present moment. And in that story, I share with you how up until this particular event at my church, I, I had already heard um, that time and being in the present moment was a gift and that we needed to be in the present moment. I was like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I understand it. And I got stuff to do. And I wasn't really getting that the present moment is all that there is. It's still a little mind-blowing to me. And it's, it's mind-blowing because we spend so much of our present moments thinking about the past and thinking about the future, planning the future. And because we do that, we begin to believe that they actually exist, but really we're just thinking about the past and the future in the present moment. So, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that and think about the present moment and understand this fundamental concept that's especially important when we are in a battle with time, if you will, when we are stressed about time, we feel like there's not enough time. And, and that is just not true. Time is the same. It's our brains and the way that we think about time in the present moment that determines our state of mind. It determines what we do next. It determines how we feel in the moment. It determines how we behave in relation to our time. And this is a fundamental concept and important to actually get because it's extremely easy because <laughs> I do it to leave the present moment where we physically are. And then in our minds to start thinking about time and the lack of it. And it's interesting because as I'm talking about this, I am really enveloped in this concept of time right now because I am just finishing up the last section of a brand new Healthy Leader online course that I'm extremely excited about. It's coming out soon for you. And the last section is about taking the self-leadership and the self-coaching tools and learning how to systematically apply them in your right way, of course, and also at the right time. And so these two key concepts that time is consistent, it doesn't change, we do, and, and time is relative according to our minds, and that the past and the future don't exist, only the present moment exists, and that the present moment is really what we are working with, that those concepts are embedded in this last piece of being a healthy leader and really understanding that it is the intersection of time and our protocols and our plans that matters. This is where we make the most difference in leading ourselves. So the third concept that I want to just quickly give you has to do with simplicity and decisiveness. And I promise you that no matter, no matter what it is that you are facing, whatever constraints or limited resources you're dealing with, that you can not only learn how to certifiably manage your time effectively for high productivity and performance, but you can also simultaneously, it's like a drum roll moment for me, enjoy your time <laughs> and feel fulfilled in the midst of it all. Now, I know that that sounds like a tall order, and it is and it isn't. And one of the key ways that we use time instead of feeling like we're running out of it is to remember to keep it simple and to be decisive. And the concepts and the tools that we use are direct. They're not difficult to comprehend. And in fact, they are simple. I need for things to be simple so that I can remember them and so that I can use them when I need them. And I want you to know that I'm using them right now. I'm deep in the practice of being aware of and optimizing time for myself. I'm moving into a new level in my business. And as I'm finishing up this new online course and some other big projects are coming up that I have going on, I absolutely am waking up some days with anxiety around time. And I find myself not managing my mind mechanics around it and wondering how am I going to get this all done? 
And now I'm pretty good at noticing the anxiety and the self-talk now. And there are absolutely days when my brain is still trying to persuade me to go play with the dogs or to go take a bath <laughs> or to read my fiction book instead of putting in the hour on a project that's not due for another month. My brain's like, you can put that off. You're going to have plenty of time. So I am in this practice. I also was noticing it when I am towards the end of the day, like I am right now. And my brain is like, okay, just stay later and do a little bit more work. Just get one more thing done. So you're ahead of the game instead of shifting into my time, the time that I know that I need to take off so that my brain can rest. So I need simple tools on hand to keep moving and leveling up while also living fully and taking care of myself. And it is definitely a practice. And I am practicing <laughs> on the daily. So the tools that I use and that I come up with are really simple. And I encourage you to make sure that your time management tools are simple as well. And I just want them to be strong and fundamental, meaning that they are necessary, they're basic, they're core, they're needed to build off of. We don't need anything extra. If we can keep it fundamental and simple and clear, and we can keep that energy in the forefront of our mind, then we can handle whatever comes our way with solid, and this word fundamental keeps coming to my mind, fundamental footing. I have to tell you, just as a total side note, fundamental is one of my favorite words. I love words. I love looking up words and understanding what they mean. And fundamental is actually the last word that I heard my father say out loud. Near the end of his life, and we're coming up on two years now, he couldn't speak, but he was very much alert. And I remember we were talking about something around his care. And there were three of us. It was his wife, and my sister was there. And, and I looked at him, and he locked eyes with me, and he said, fundamentals. Like, let's get back to the basics, do what we need to do right now, what is central for right now. And so we all were like, uh, okay, and we did. We stopped wasting time trying to decide what to do, and we did what we had already planned to do, what was on the chart, and that was it. And how you think about and how you manage your time is precious. It is fundamental to your life, to the limited time that you have on this earth. Time is the only resource that we cannot get more of. It is the only resource that we cannot get more of. So keep things simple. Keep it to the fundamentals. Because no matter how simple they are, when we start applying them, it can start to feel very chaotic. It can feel like a tall order, especially when the unexpected occurs, when the dog gets out and you spilled coffee on your shirt and your presentation is going to start an hour and you haven't gotten in the car yet. When you are deep in on a project and then an email comes in and there's another project with a timestamp that's due immediately and, it, and you're like, oh my goodness, here we go. This is where many of us will jump right into the doing and putting out fires and acting without coming back to the fundamentals, without stepping back and simply planning and taking a few minutes to think things through. Also expect for your brain to want to complicate things when you have plenty of time, <laughs> especially when you have plenty of time. Do you ever feel like you are way more productive when your calendar is packed? And when it's not, your brain is like, woohoo, let's check that social media. Let's see what the stocks are doing. Let me just kind of glance at my email. You've got plenty of time. So sometimes we look at simple plans that we've already decided on and we make the mistake of dismissing 
their power and that we have thought them out, that we've created them. I like to say that simple things are easy to do and they are easy not to do. And sometimes just shifting out of our old brain habit, our old way of doing things and trying something new, actually doing what we had planned, sticking to our time that we decided we were going to spend doing that, that all by itself is the tall order. Actually choosing mentally to give this plan a chance, that might be a tall order. So that's the third concept I want you to keep in mind, and that is to keep things simple to be as decisive as you can as you go through this. Simple does not mean easy, but it does mean effective. So make a simple decision about what you're gonna do and then stick with it. Okay, so those are some of the foundational concepts to just keep in your back pocket and to notice as you witness your mind around time and as you begin to take back your time. So now I wanna talk about one of the most common things I hear about time. And that is that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. So my question for you is, do you think that's true or do you think that that's false? I want you to come up with an answer in your head right now. Now, I am very familiar with the concept and the feeling that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. I know what it's like to feel like there's too much to do and not enough time to do it, right? That feels like stress. It feels like anxiety. It feels like restlessness. I know it personally, and I also work with people every single day who feel like that as well. That thought feels stressful. It creates this frenetic energy. And in my mind, I think of the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. I had to look his name up. It is Nivens McTwisp. <laughs> I did not know that, but I, I'm going to memorize that. Nivens McTwisp. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Do you know anyone like that? Do you know anyone who was like that white rabbit running around all the time, acting late? They're moving quickly. They're speaking quickly. They seem to be on fast forward a little bit. I totally know how to do that dance. I'm really good at it. And the truth is that when I am running around acting busy, when I'm feeling busy and creating this frenetic energy, what I am doing, what we're doing when we're acting like that is we are subtly or not so subtly telling other people not to bother us. And we're also saying my mind is frenetic. And both of those things are not welcoming ways of being. They're not leadership traits. They don't encourage people to open up to you. They don't look good. They don't sound good. And I do remember thinking that if I was busy, then that meant that I was being productive. I'm busy. And so now when people say to me, I'm busy, I say, okay, are you healthy busy or are you frenetic busy? So think about that. Do you think it's true or not? So think about that. Think if you do that Nivens McTwisp white rabbit dance. Now, of course, our sense of urgency ebbs and flows. Sometimes are worse than others, but in general, we live in a culture that accepts this idea and it embraces the idea that it's okay and often expected for you to be in high gear all of the time. And I would say that this is especially the case with many women that I work with. Even if they have husbands who, or, or spouses who stay at home full time, they still feel like they need to be on at work and then on at home. And there is this frenetic white rabbit energy. And the expectation, our expectation, is that we have to get it all done. And we have to get it all done at all costs. So what is the cost? One, it's our sanity. Two, it's what I just spoke of. It's the way that we look as a leader. Three, 
We start to give up things for ourselves. We give up sleep. We eat junk on the go. We cut out exercise and activities that we enjoy. And all of this is culturally acceptable, not in all cultures, but in a lot of cultures, even in organizations who really do care for their people. There's this kind of like shrug, like, yeah, we, we want to help people manage their time, feel better and feel fulfilled, but this is the way it is right now. If it is truly like that, just for now, if you are in a surge and you've got to push to meet a deadline, and if you are okay with that surge, and maybe even you might be loving that surge and you're in the groove and it feels good, you're building something and it feels like, yeah, this is tough, but we are on it, then heck yeah, surge away. Be frenetic for that time period. But here is where the statement can be false and how this idea that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it can be a way to sabotage yourselves. If you are constantly saying things like, when this project is over, then I'll take a vacation. Or when this quarter is over, then I'll give my team some time off. Or when I am done with this particular thing with my family, then I'll get back to the gym. Or if you are saying in any form or fashion that the reason that you don't X, you don't make it to the kids game, eat better, go to the gym, fill in the blank. If you keep repeating that and keep not doing what's important to you, then chances are that you are using that line, there's not enough time for all the things I have to do as an excuse. And that is the falsehood or what I like to call the belie. And a belie is something that we say to other people or we tell ourselves that doesn't support our highest growth. We truly believe it and we hang our hat on it and it totally does not serve us. So notice if you are saying that you don't have enough time and if you are how you are saying it. If it's a simple statement of fact, you're saying, sure, I'd like to take on that project, but I don't have enough time to do that project and also the one I'm working on right now, which one would you like me to focus on? Then go for it. Speak that and tell the truth. There's not enough time to complete that project. But if you are constantly stressed about time and feeling hopeless or helpless, then it is not about time. It's about your mind. Not having enough time is not really your reason. Time is never the reason that you are stressed or out of shape or not showing up to a relationship. And ooh, again, that's a hard one. And it was a hard one for me too. And this is why we're talking first about mind mechanics. And we have to be present in the moment to even notice if we are doing that. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to watch yourself and see when you do this, not for the sake of blaming or for the sake of beating yourself up about it, but for the sake of understanding and witnessing and really seeing how your mind thinks about time. The reason that most of us quote unquote don't have time is because we haven't chosen to give that event or that action or that person our time. Sometimes we do that on purpose and we just say we don't have enough time. And sometimes we don't do it on purpose. We do it unconsciously. We're just going from one fire to the next and conducting triage, if you will. And even though we want to plan and organize, we really are like, there's no time to do it. And that sounds really convincing, doesn't it? <laughs> and I will say for sure, if you are an ER doctor and you have a gunshot wound coming in, you do not have time. Or a friend of mine who is Ukrainian and was in Ukraine a few days before Putin invaded, time was of the essence. He did not have time. He had to get out. Those are real emergencies. There literally is not time. But for most of us, even 
new business owners and CEOs, when we say, I don't have enough time, it's not useful. It is a scarcity mindset that sets us up to feel panicked, stressed, and often helpless. So what is the solution? The solution to scarcity mindset is to create an abundant mindset and to specifically create it around time. Again, it's simple, right? <laughs> so how do you do that? How do you create an abundant mindset? The very first thing we do is we notice. Notice how you are thinking about time. Notice your mind mechanics. What are you saying? How much time are you spending in your most important relationships? And how much time are you spending doing other random things? Now, we just finished up talking about relationships in the last couple of podcasts. And one of the easiest ways to think about, plan, and frame your time is around your most important relationships. And we organize the three fundamental relationships in terms of your private, personal, and professional relationships. And the private one is the relationship that you, ha you have with yourself or with a higher power. And the personal relationship is the one that you have with the people that you love and care about the most. And then your professional or public relationships is your work and your community and the people that you lead that maybe know you, but you may not even know them. And so one of the things that we're doing in the Inner Circle this month is looking at the 24 hours in a day and imagining that each day is valued at $24,000. And so every day, if you woke up with $24,000, how would you spend it? How much would you spend in each one of those relationship areas? Think back to your last 24 hours. How much time did you spend taking care of yourself? Sleeping, eating, deep thinking, meditating, exercising, anything that strengthens your mind and your body and your mind-body connection. And then think about your personal relationships. How much time did you spend fostering strong relationships, whether it is having dinner with your family or playing games or sitting down and talking and sharing your day or taking walks or golfing or whatever. And then think about how much time you spend in your professional relationships. And this is basically all the time that you spend at work, commuting, board meetings, community service, anything that you do at work. And then just pay attention to how much time you spend on Facebook or in front of Netflix or doing other things that maybe you hadn't planned, but maybe they do serve you and you do need to plan them into your life instead of judging that you're doing them. Notice those things, notice your mind mechanics and notice those relationships and how you spend time taking care of all of them. You set yourself up with an abundant mindset and then you set yourself up to decide and to simply create a plan. You all know that saying that indecision is a decision. When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. When you say yes to going overtime at a meeting or on a project at work or yes to just one more episode of Netflix, then we are saying no to waking up feeling refreshed, to being prepared for our next meeting or whatever it is. And here's the important part. That's okay. That's, that's just the way that life works. And sometimes we choose that. We get to choose what we're gonna work on next, what we're gonna do next. And the key word in that sentence is get. We get to choose. And for most of us, even with higher workloads than ever before and fewer people to do the work, you still get to organize your day and your time. Yes, you may have people schedule on your calendar and things will pop up and we're gonna address that. But for the most part, you are in charge of your schedule at work and at home. And that, if nothing else, is one of the most important concepts I wanna share with you. Yep, it is true that there's more to do than there's time to do it. And it is also false 
It's a big lie to say that you have no control over what your time is spent on. And often when I hear or I say that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it, what I am believing is that I am a victim to time and that if things out there would just change, then I would be able to get everything done. Then I wouldn't be stressed about time. And that is a total victim mentality. So until next time, all that I would like for you to do is to take a clear and compassionate and courageous look at how you think about your time and how you spend it. My suggestion is that you don't dive into this next episode until you've taken the time to witness and to watch yourself and to watch how your mind is, your mind mechanics. Look at how you spend time in those three core relationships and notice the difference between the amount of time you spend with someone and the quality of the time that you spend. Are you present and in the moment with them and with yourself? Are you doing the things that feel like they take forever and you really don't want to do them? And how often are you getting in a state of flow where time flies? And do you decide ahead of time how you will spend your time? Do you dare to be decisive and make plans or would you rather just kind of let things unfold? And if so, what happens when you do that? So take your time. Take your time naturally. Slow down your mind and witness your time. Take your time. And until then, (laughs) I would love for you to spend two minutes of your time rating the podcast. I love bringing it to you and taking my time to bring value to you and to your time. So I would love for you to take a few minutes and rate the podcast. So go forth now, take your time and create the best time that you possibly can and that you absolutely deserve. Hey there, if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources. And make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not .com, and I will see you there.